Welcome back to Truth Prevails. I'm Amanda. I'm Astasia. Hi. Hi. Astasia's <laughs> <laughs> um, got a little note. For those watching on Patreon, <laughs> I like her transitions. Okay. But for those watching on Patreon, you can probably tell that we're messing with the lighting. So thank you for patiently bearing with us. Yes. And hopefully this is nicer and less yellow tinted. <laughs> 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 we're, um, we're working we're working with what we got you know so pretty much yeah. yeah so it's we just really appreciate the prayers and the support that we've had thus far and um yeah so on to the real business <laughs> the topic of conversation for today is <laughs> sorry <laughs> it is about the gospel oh my goodness the gospel <laughs> yes the gospel the good news that you might all think of it or have heard of it as and is. Um, I think we should start off with what the gospel is not. And I'm going to let Miss Asia start this off. I love when I do this and then just the expressions on her face. <laughs> you're like sitting right here next to her. It's wonderful. <laughs> so... Well, shoot, girl, the gospel's not a lot of things. I know, right? I would agree. The gospel isn't works-based. Mm-hmm. That's one thing that I really want to, because I know there's um, other religions out there, too, or organizations, if you would, where they... It's kind of sneaky, because they're like, yes, we agree, it's not works-based. Right. It's only by grace that we're saved, so that no one can boast, and they quote that scripture, and it's like, right. awesome. But then... um. In explaining works uh, and what that should look like, instead of explaining it as the fruit or the proof or just the outward expression of um, things are changing in me and God has prepared works in advance for me to do that I'm able to accomplish, um, not for the sake of earning or keeping grace. It is just something that is just being bared because... I'm changing by God's grace. Instead, it ends up being depicted as a checklist or something where if you don't meet these things, then uh, tough luck, you probably aren't going to make it then. Um, And I think it's just an interesting conversation that can go longer than we probably have time for here Um, because it's like, yes, you will bear fruit. Your faith is... If it's alive, you know, it'll, you'll have those deeds and, um, all of that stuff is important and good. However, I think it really easily gets to a point where it's kind of like, without realizing it sometimes, it ends up being explained in a way of, if, if it's not explained as earning grace, it can be explained as keeping the grace. Um, and so since there's not that much time, that's probably just where I'll have to leave it. For now, unfortunately, but yeah, I, it's just not works-based. It's entirely by God and His grace. I don't believe that we would really, truly seek the real God, our real, true Creator and Father, if it was not for His um, intervention and the love that He's shown us through Christ. You know, um, so yeah. If we can think on Romans 10, 9 through 13, that says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So it's never anything that we do in ourselves, but what the gospel is, is what God has done for us to redeem us from our sins, to reconcile us back to the Father. And um, just to note, any of the scriptures that we do read is in King James Version, unless otherwise noted. Um, But yes, there's a lot more too that I'm going to, Kind of piggyback off of what Nastasia has said over what the gospel is not and what it is is like you can see it all around in culture you could see it all around us and everything where it's just basically like the gospel plus something 
the gospel plus this. So what Mastasia was referring to was the gospel plus works. And works can be a whole gamut of things, like a complete array of things that just like she said, it could be a checklist. It could be um, particular traditions that you have to fulfill, certain things um, that you have to commit to or that you have to partake in and that stuff. And basically, none of that is the gospel. Mm-hmm. Also, um, speaking about the prosperity gospel, or now that's really become popular is the social justice gospel mm-hmm. or there is other different types of um, just gospels if you can add anything to it anything that deters from what the bible explicitly says what the gospel is is a false gospel mm-hmm. completely so you completely just toss it out the window Ooh, so it's kind of like yeah it's like saying that the finished work of christ wasn't really finished exactly yeah, that, mm. <laughs> I mean, it's like there you're just starting to tread into like heretical waters. It's just, you're really, mm-hmm. you're basically, um, you're basically denying the deity of Christ. It's mm-hmm. like you're going into that avenue, which is the parts of the gospel that, where it says that he has, he is God in human form. He's a God man, basically. And he's down here. He came here to sacrifice his life for us, for our sins, so that those that who believe will be saved. Um, we will obviously put out the gospel completely on what it is, give the you know the big details of it all and just the important factors of it and just how real it is in just a moment. But we kind of want to keep emphasizing on what are your pastors telling you? What it, What is your church saying that the gospel is? What are friends of yours, families that call themselves Christians, what are people around you that do um, define themselves as Christians? What do they say that the gospel is? And I find that to be very critical nowadays, Mm -hmm. just with everything that is going on, because I think everybody is trying to find a gospel that will suit everybody. And so Mm -hmm. that kind of falls into relativism. In other mm-hmm. words, you know, what works for you works for you. What works for me works for me. Mm-hmm. And multiple paths to the same destination. There you go. So basically, you know, all religions will lead us to the same place. It starts to tread on the waters of ecumenism. And basically all that is just deception. Mm-hmm. That's all that is. And you're trusting in a gospel that is not truly biblical. So it's a matter of whether you're checking to see whether... Um, are you searching the scriptures? Are you understanding what the scriptures are saying? Are you truly seeing what the gospel is and are you living that out? And I'm going to make a comment right now that is probably not going to be super popular at all, but I've often heard this phrase of, oh, yes, you can preach the gospel, but you must also show it. And I'm kind of like, how, I mean, how are you showing the gospel if they're relating the gospel as though doing good works, you know, acting out um, in kindness or um, displaying the fruits of the spirit? Is that what they're equating to basically showing the gospel? Because I don't think that's the gospel. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't think that's the gospel at all. I'm sure she agrees with it too as well. Um, I'm sorry, you can finish your point. Yeah, so I'm just kind of, it's, um, yeah, how do you, how is someone going to read the gospel off of you? Um, The good news is meant to be said. The good news is meant to be heard. Or if someone reads it, they will know it. Um, because the Lord gives them that ability to understand it and to believe. But if we're talking more on the lines of, I am a a Christian, so I'm going to show my goodness and my kindness and, um, you know, trying to bear good fruits and all that. How is that, how is that giving the gospel? Nastasia, do you have Mm -hmm. any comments on that? It's like... And it's not something that I've personally, like, come across too often. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've definitely heard that whole thing, like, 
um, you know, you can't just claim to be a Christian, you know, like, where's your fruit, and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, mm-hmm. wanting to just kind of have those checks when you're like, uh, I, I had a slip of the tongue, and I need to go apologize, you know, because that's, that would be more of a Christ-like thing to do, is to own up whatever I, you know, Christ was perfect, so he didn't really have to, but, you know, <laughs> but just basically, like, you know, wanting to walk in obedience to him, and really, like, show that growth, I'm like, awesome, right on, you know, that's great, um, and so I don't know if that's the motive behind it, but I think it's just something to be careful about, I would say, the word choice, because if you're, if, if anything, you are displaying that work that God is doing in you, what he has started, he will carry out into completion, so there is a work being done, and you should be bearing fruit, all those things aren't bad in itself, however, when you think about the gospel, the gospel is that, you know, Christ died for us, um, and while we were still sinners, you know, and so, I see, like, how they might be trying to say, like, um, you know, you want to display the fruit, or, like, the, like, in a marriage, you can see the headship, just like there's headship in the Trinity, and things like that, um, but it, you know, you can't, um, sacrifice actually proclaiming the good news, because people need to learn about Christ, it's not you who can do the saving, you are having that work done in you, but you just want to be careful that you don't, get it mixed up with actually proclaiming Christ. Um, so that's kind of my understanding of it, I think. Yeah, yeah, which, you know what, that is pretty much what I am talking about, I guess, but it's also you're adding to the gospel. Right. That's what it basically right. equates to, is you're adding to it. So Like the gospel isn't enough. The gospel isn't enough, right. exactly. So you, sure, I mean, show all those things, of mm-hmm. course. Show that Christian-like demeanor. Show it. Show those fruits that you're yeah. bearing. You know, make it known that you have that regenerated heart and you're a born-again Christian, so that you're that new creation in Christ, mm-hmm. as Second Corinthians talks about. That's a natural um, thing that'll ought to occur exactly. regardless, you know? Exactly. I just, I suppose the motive just shouldn't be my actions will save somebody. Exactly. Because what you've been called to in that regard is you're sharing the gospel, but even then that may be the means, mm-hmm. but it's the gospel, it's Christ, it's God who saves a person. Right. So you just don't, because I think it's really hard too, like, you know, if you share the gospel and it gets rejected mm-hmm. and the first place your mind goes is, did I, did I say it wrong? Did I do it wrong? What if, what if, what yes. if I, what if they thought I wasn't sincere? What if they this or what if they that? It's not in your capability to be able to change somebody's heart. Only God can do that. And so um, I wouldn't, you know, don't beat yourself up over that. You know, you need to trust in Christ and the fact that he's the one that accomplishes such a feat. He has just called you to share it. And so you share it. And you do, you want to share it in grace, yes. you want to share it in love and compassion, you don't want to like, you don't want to go like that, you know, because you want to be obedient, you can't obey God in one way and disobey him in another and say it's great, you know, but hopefully this is getting made clear, <laughs> but yeah, so, yeah, I do actually yeah. believe it's being made yeah. clear, because there's just nothing that you can add to it that you can do, or um, think that because you display a certain thing, act a certain way, mm-hmm. or something like that, that you are obviously going to save that person. Mm-hmm. No, that person does need to hear the gospel. Um, mm-hmm. But I know there will be instances where people can say, well, don't put God in a box. Um, that there's general revelation and special revelation at the those that are not aware of that, well, basically, general revelation is just like how this earth, the sky, all that proclaims his name. Um, and then special revelation is about having to, um, you know, dreams and, uh, like, special instances of certain things that we read in the Bible where um, he gives a special revelation to someone specifically or something like that. So, but the most important aspect of special revelation is the word of God. And that's where it comes from. And that's where the good news comes from. And um, so, no, it's not to limit God and how he chooses to do things. But we want to keep it biblical. We don't want to sit there and start intermingling certain things or become mystical or become um, over-spiritualizing things and um, make it seem as though, sure, God can. He can use whatever he wants, however he wants, but... Um, the reality is that 
it's his word. It's his word that usually does the working in a person's heart. And the Lord is the one that does the saving completely. That's what it is. He's the one that gives the ability to believe. And that's how we're saved. Um, so, I mean, many have heard, <laughs> like, a lot of these scriptures that I want to say. But they just, they're so pertinent. They're so, they're intricate. They're a part of what the gospel is. And everybody has heard John 3.16. At least I would hope so. And if not, hi, you're going to hear it now. <laughs> <laughs> So it's for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And that is the true reality of just how much God loves um, and wants to be in relationship with all. He wants to be reconciled with us because we have been torn apart from him. We have been removed from him. And it's because of the sinful nature that we have and the only redemption that we have is to believe in Jesus Christ and the blood that he shed on the cross for us. Um, Ephesians 2, uh, verses 8-9, which is, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, mm-hmm. not of works, lest any man should boast. Again, just like Mastasia was saying, mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely nothing to do with us. Mm-hmm. We play no role in it whatsoever. So when someone starts to talk about predestination, ooh, touchy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> predestination. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So some may say, well, I have the right to choose if I want to believe in God or not. I have that right to choose whether I'm saved or not. No, you don't. (laughs) That sounds so harsh. But no, you don't. Unfortunately, no. Actually, truthfully, the Bible clearly talks about that. You have no capacity to choose that. And I'm going to let Nastasia emphasize a little bit more on that because she just says it so well. I do? (laughs) She does. She really does. Um, She's being modest. (laughs) Oh my gosh, now I'm like, I think that's where, like, the first place that my mind is, ends up going is, like, trying to remember all the times I've shared this to be like, what is she referring to so I can, <laughs> but you know what, it'll be fine. I will. Um, so, pretty much, you know, we're all sinful. Everybody has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And so, you know, we love sin. And we know this because even people who are Christians who now hate sin, unfortunately, there's still that struggle against the flesh. Because ultimately, there's a struggle because there are desires, because it's old mindsets and old loves, you know? Mm -hmm. And praise God, though, that, you know, in our regenerated hearts, that whenever we stumble, we have that reassurance that we're His, because our response is, I hate this, why did I do that, you know? But, um, you know... It is because of those regenerated hearts that we have that hatred for sin. Um, And so, I don't know if we would be, if I don't believe we're capable of really turning to God on our own accord. Um, Especially because it says we're saved by grace, not by works, so that no man should boast. And I found myself in the beginning thinking, well... I'm the one that decided to seek God out, and I'm the one that chose him, so couldn't I technically boast about that? Mm-hmm. And then learning more about election and predestination and reading a lot of Romans and all of that, um, I, it started to become more clear that it is entirely by God's grace. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, and so, yeah, I don't know if I have any special way of explaining it. Oh, you've done it plenty of times, so so I think maybe maybe she just feels on the spot right now, probably. Yeah. But no, no, Romans. If you are have not read Romans or just probably gone through it slightly or haven't really done a study in it, we highly advise you to do Romans. Romans just talks so much about that and truly understanding just how much you play no part in the saving process, and the fact that uh, Romans 3 constantly talks about that, you know, nobody would choose God, Mm -hmm. basically. There's not one good person, not one whatsoever, Mm -hmm. and all have fallen short of the glory of God. Mm -hmm. 
so go ahead. And I do want to say, like, hey, I remembered something. Because I, this is something that I personally struggled with when I was first introduced to it um, because of my whole thing personally where I'm like, I'm afraid I'm going to get this wrong or anything. And so, yes, reading Romans a lot really helped to just, like, solidify, you know, biblical teachings more and more and make it more clear even when I, you know, at first didn't have that great of an understanding of it. But one thing that I want to mention is that whole uh, Jacob I loved, Esau I hated. Mm. And it and it makes it clear, before they had come out of the womb, before they had done anything worthy, you know, any kind of works, anything, God had already declared that the younger would serve, or that the older would serve the younger. Um, and that is just how God ordained it. Um, and so, uh, man, I don't know if we'll be able to find a link to it, but Vodi Bokum really explains it mm. well. <laughs> um, truly, and it really helps it to just come together very well with the sovereignty of God. Um, and he also addresses the whole thing about, uh, well, what about he foreknew, you know? Um, but it kind of strips some of that power away from God in the sense of, you know, I have nothing I can do. Let right. me just see who might accept me and then I'll make it happen. Mm-hmm. And no, mm-hmm. he's God and yeah. he's the one that decides, you know, mm-hmm. okay, Jacob or Esau. And if, and Romans is great because what's the natural question? Well, why? How can we be blamed then? And how can this ha- be? Mm-hmm. And and, and 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 so Romans is very helpful. So pray, pray, and read, read, because it's just great. And if we can find that sermon and put a link to it, then hopefully we can do that because it, I believe it's helpful. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we can probably find something and link it down wherever we can link it at. So you can watch that. So just continuing a little bit more to emphasize on just how much we've seen a variation of Gospels out there. Um, We just want to give like particulars such as someone says, you must pay this amount to a church. Mm. Or you must... Sow a seed? Yes. Yes. Okay, so there's a lot of... Okay, let me see. There's a lot of different ways that many people out there, and I'm going to straight up say it, they're false teachers false prophets and they're basically saying things such as sow a seed into my ministry and this Mm -hmm. or um do this for us and this or you know um you have to do this or you have to have this or you must have to speak in tongues Mm -hmm. or i mean it's we can just keep going down a list mm-hmm. of things of you have to do this and then this yeah. and then and it just you can only continue. receive this if you do this right yeah. um, if you are not part of our church then you will not receive this and we're basically referring to that this as the gospel in other words you're not truly saved mm-hmm. so it's like unless you do this unless you say this unless you give this unless you're this 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 mm-hmm. so and forth you are not truly saved so. Just and there's to, other versions, too, where it's like you're not healed, you're not going to be healed. Exactly. You're not going to be given money, you're right. not going to, all that kind of stuff. Yep. But yes, focusing but yes. on the gospel since that's what this is about. Of course, yeah, because we can touch on so many different things here. Yeah. Everything is like intertwined in this big ball it does. And, like just knots. It does, because we just strongly believe that the gospel is being completely ripped into shreds by so many different people, because that is how they are, that's how they're upholding their false doctrine. Um, that's how they are, you know, promoting their heretical teachings. Mm-hmm. And so it is very important to understand the church that you're in, what your main pastor upholds as the gospel. And honestly, if anything, anything is led to believe or it shows or is evident in your church or in those people that you have surrounded yourself with, that they are proclaiming a gospel plus something instead of a gospel plus nothing, then I would highly recommend you to go the opposite way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Leave. Um, go somewhere else where they are clearly just giving the biblical gospel 
the true gospel of Jesus Christ, period. So there's nothing more to it, nothing added to it, nothing that is necessary because the gospel is enough. Mm -hmm. The gospel is sufficient. It is enough. And it will do what it's intended to do as God has desired it for it to be in the word of God and to be spoken and preached out to this whole world. So it's just, it's, it's unfortunate as continuing to walk in watching this culture and watching just everything around us becoming so much of you have to do this and you have to do that. And so let me just speak on this really, really controversial topic, which is a lot of people are mentioning this whole idea if you're not woke, that you don't have the true gospel. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> That's weird because um, I've heard that term used so much, like, yep. online, you know, yep. by, like, yeah, kids that are, you know, cool, like, you're cool, you know, they're like... <laughs> If you're cool, woke, and all that kind of stuff, right. I don't know, so it's just kind of interesting to hear it being taken from there and used in here, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And or like having special revelation pretty much, like pretty much. you need to be hearing God in some way outside of the Bible, right? which right. contradicts the whole sufficiency of scripture. It does. Um, so the whole idea of woke or this wokeness or whatever is being spread there, and we're only basically just talking about this in relation to the gospel, is that unless you can denounce a certain ethnicity or if you can basically say or elevating another ethnicity or basically having an understanding of certain um, systemic things that are happening, then you don't get it basically so and unfortunately this has been completely infiltrating um churches organizations and schools that call themselves christian and it's really really unfortunate to keep hearing this and seeing this that you would want to distort something so sacred and beautiful and honestly simply put as the gospel to have to say that the gospel plus if you don't have this then you're basically not truly saved or if the gospel and you don't truly understand this and you're not representing it or you're not standing up for it or you're not whatever it is that they want to use their terminology and verbiage that you're not truly saved i it's really unfortunate for those people that are believing this and that are hold, upholding something like this because that is basically defining deception. So you are propagating something that's culturalistic, culturalistic, and is completely unbiblical. Mm-hmm. And trust me, there are consequences to that. And if by all means you're understanding this and it's registering then just repent of it and come out of that. And honestly, get into your word. Get into your word and study that word and understand that there is one and only one interpretation of that holy Bible that we have of 66 books. And our wisdom, our knowledge, our beliefs, ideologies, and everything, we don't seek the Bible so that we can make it work for us. (laughs) The Bible is our authority and the bible is sufficient and it's inerrant and it's what we need to basically measure everything against mm-hmm. so i'm just gonna say it straight up stop messing with the gospel stop distorting it stop ruining it and confusing people out there that's totally not right and trust me you don't think it right now but you will pay a price for that according to what the word of god says God doesn't take things lightly like this. He doesn't. He is not happy about it. There is a wrathful side to God, and it is very painful, and it really, even us as Mm -hmm. sisters in Christ, and hearing these things and watching it and seeing even people that we know get so caught up in these things, it is so unfortunate, and it breaks our hearts. And we're in so much prayer that honestly, 
people can come to the truth and not be led astray and be deceived with what this culture is trying to basically impose into the Christian world and yet a lot of us are buying into it but being in your word honestly in prayer all the time <laughs> day in and day out is what keeps you from that because God will never lead you astray so if you're allowing any type of emotions or if you're allowing you know this this world to basically um, navigate you or direct you or have some sort of you know um, influence on you please come back to the word and mm -hmm. see what God says and obey him and not this world Nastasia do you have anything to add uh, yeah and the last stuff that you were saying too it just makes me think of the scripture how um, it's like you know do not conform to this world but be transformed by the right. of your mind you yes. know um, and it's not us trying to transform and renew the gospel. It's us wanting to be transformed and renewed by the gospel. Amen. You know? And so, um, yes. yeah, and uh, just that whole thing, too, about how we try and make our own gospels that seem well-suited to us or mm -hmm. say that back to that thing about there being multiple paths to the same road or to the same destination. However, it scripture teaches Jesus Christ is the way the truth and the life and no one goes to the father except through him John you know? 14 6 nice <laughs> so uh yeah so just with all those things it's just important that it's just a focus on the gospel and our need for that because I think it's it's like you know how, she, how Amanda was saying like there's a lot of ways that people can say like um unless you uh, acquire this or give this or meet this or whatever fill in the blank then um, you're not truly saved and uh, it's unfortunate because it, it's almost like it takes this essential idea of Christians are called to examine themselves and test themselves first mm -hmm. John is an amazing way to do that and it takes something biblical like that and then subtly starts to reshape it into a tool to be like, you need to do what we have said mm -hmm. ought to be done, otherwise we get to question you. Um, and and then people on the other end are like, no, you don't get to question us ever. We don't need to be concerned as long as you just you know pray this prayer and you're and you're sincere enough, mm -hmm. then you're fine and no one has the right to question you, not even yourself. But both of those things go against the Bible, where we're saved by grace alone, and it is a gospel that is sufficient, not yourself, not your works, not your sincerity. There's nothing, I don't know if I said that right, but whatever. Like, there's nothing there that can be used and that should be used to try and overshadow the finished work of Christ. It is all by Christ that we are saved. And what he has done to say that what he did on the cross isn't enough or um, to take that and end up giving yourself the glory, whether you know it or not. Like, well, I did this. I said this. I felt this. Therefore, I saved myself. No, it's Christ that saves you. And so yes. um, examine yourself. Yes. But remember that all of scripture correlates all of it goes together there's no contradictions there's mm -hmm. nothing that you can't you can't take one thing like honor your mother and father and then another thing like you know you know tithing and then say oh I, I can't help my parents or it wasn't even quite tithing but basically the Pharisees just said oh well I decided for whatever reason that I wanted to dedicate this thing to God therefore I cannot use this to honor my mother and father when they're in need yeah. but how can you try and do something in service to god while rejecting one of his commandments that's what i want to say so ignore that whole tithing thing that i was talking about but <laughs> uh, i'm like i don't want to do scriptures that's the last thing i want to do no. but um yes so you want to examine yourselves but remember you're not saved by works it's a proof it's a fruit not yes. uh, something that you can use as a manipulation tool right. um right and so it's just having to keep that balance and keep it into perspective. God is the one who saves. 
and, you know, examine yourself, but that should not be used as a means to say, oh, I can trust in myself to make sure I'm saved, or um, I can do something to make sure I'm earning it or keeping it. It's like, no. So it's just unfortunate because it takes biblical ideas, biblical teachings, I should say, and then twists them into unbiblical ideas. So, yeah. (laughs) So, at this point in time, uh, we can transition to what is the gospel and to have a clarity on what is the gospel plus nothing, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like adding nothing to it. Um, But as the gospel is translated as good news, there obviously has to be some bad news (laughs) Mm -hmm. that goes with it. And though we've touched on several different things already as it is, but we just kind of want to lay out explicitly and clearly what the gospel is. And I am going to have Nastasia start it off, I will, after I say what the bad news is. Mm-hmm. Um, the bad news, as I've already mentioned, is that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Mm-hmm. We are all in sin. We have all been separated from God. Each and every one of us. There's not one, not single one person that's good. You can tell yourself, I have a good heart. I haven't killed anybody. I don't have hatred in my heart. I've done more good than bad. I've done more good than bad. I deserve to go to heaven. Um, my motives are good, you know? I I always just try to do good to people. Mm-hmm. Um, I would never hurt anybody. God um, understands. God knows my heart. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Yeah. Um, you're not good, period, mm-hmm. point blank. You're not good. Do you know why? Do you know why? <laughs> Please, Nastasia, enlighten us. I was just because, I mean, first of all, you know, there's the classic, like, Ten Commandments, the moral law, you know. Um, a lot of people like to pick and choose, like, oh, yes. well, I might lie occasionally, but I've never stolen. Or I might, right. I might, um, you know, uh, hate some people, but I've never killed anybody, you know. Or, or I sleep around, but at least I'm not cheating on my, on anybody, because I'm not <laughs> wow. married, you know. But it's just kind wow. of like, it's, it's when you, you know... You have, like, okay, we'll just do, like, you have this thing and this thing, okay? Mm-hmm. And so compared to to this thing, you seem pretty good, you know? You're right. like, compared to this, I feel pretty good. But what you don't understand is that the way that it actually is, is here you are, and here's God. You see how my arm went out of frame? Because it's infinitely good. He's holy, (laughs) holy, holy. He's so righteous and so good. And his moral law is an example of that. Um, You know, any lies, any thieveries, no matter how you try and equate it to, well, it wasn't as bad as stop right there. It was bad enough, you know, because Mm -hmm. God is perfect Mm -hmm. and holy Mm -hmm. and good. Yes. But the thing is, is, you know, some people then like to take that and say, well, if he's so good, then how can he punish us? Yes. Um, and the issue with that is that, yes, he is perfectly good and he is perfectly loving. But what goes with that is that he is perfectly just because he's a righteous, holy, pure, perfect God. Yes, and so because of that, he cannot look on sin and go, Eh, whatever, because he is good. He sees sin as utterly sinful. Right. Sin wouldn't be sin if it wasn't sin. <laughs> I don't know. Well, just... no. Seriously. Yes. No. And it's just um, the fact that people want to start comparing themselves to other people. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not as bad as that person. Well, I haven't done something as bad as this person or maybe even your past self oh i I used to be that bad exactly ever since i started doing yoga (laughs) i'm nicer you know or whatever like or mindfulness meditation Mm -hmm. by the way christians don't do that that is actually new age mysticism and that opens you up to demonic influence Mm -hmm. a lot of things that we can go into in another episode but if you Not ever meditate good. on anything, it ought to be God's word. Exactly. Um, but yeah, but there's this consistent idea of let me compare myself to another person. No, how about trying to compare yourself against God? Mm-hmm. Compare yourself with him. Trust me, you will never measure up. You mm-hmm. will not. But you know who can redeem it is him. 
so it's um, this whole idea of comparison and this whole idea of oh but I'm still a good person and I haven't done this and you know this sometimes we um, can think about the thief on the cross oh how did he get into heaven like I'm like better than him how come he mm-hmm. got into heaven because he believed <laughs> Or like the Pharisee versus the taxpayer, because taxpayers back then were super greedy, like worst of the worst in a lot of people's eyes, and the whole comparison was the Pharisee going, I'm so glad I'm not like that tax collector guy, because I give money to the poor, and I do this, and I do that, I'm so glad that I must be right with you, because I'm so good, you know, and then meanwhile the tax collector is like, can't even look up to heaven. He's like, God, forgive me, I'm a sinner. Yeah. And it's just that um, that difference between yeah. somebody who has faith in their works and their accomplishments and their traditions versus somebody who just can recognize, I have fallen short, God, because you are so perfect and holy and just and righteous, and here I am not. Please forgive me. Mm-hmm. And it's basically that whole idea of we are not Christ. We need to throw ourselves upon Christ. Because of good news. Because of the good news. But yes. first, slightly touching a little bit more on the bad news, is that there is an enemy, and his name is Satan. Mm-hmm. And he is, honestly, either you're in God's kingdom or you're in Satan's kingdom. There is no middle ground. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. So if you are not, you know, um, possessed by the Holy Spirit and you're not being worked through by the Holy Spirit or having the Holy Spirit in you, you are basically just a puppet of Satan. And that's a hard thing to accept. Mm-hmm. That's a hard thing to even imagine because you're just like, no, because I don't do these things or I don't do that. Or again, you go back into that whole reasoning or the rationalizations or the justifications or again, the comparisons, you go into those things. But the fact of the matter is, is that there's only two dominions mm-hmm. here. And regardless, God has dominion over all of it. But either you believe in Jesus Christ and you are saved, or you are basically a pawn of Satan and he uses you however. And yeah, that could mean that you become famous. You become a celebrity. You have a ton of money, but you don't have Jesus Christ. You're poorer than dirt. <laughs> Sorry, mm-hmm. that's like a harsh way of saying it. Yeah. But that's the realization of what that looks like. It's like, apart from Christ, you don't have anything. Mm -hmm. There is a place called hell. There is a place called the lake of fire that the Bible talks about. And so the bad news is that you, me, Mastasia, all of us in this world have fallen short of the glory of God. And not any of us have any goodness in us. And we cannot do anything good or anything of worth apart from Christ. Mm -hmm. Absolutely not. Even if you think you've done good, if you've volunteered, if you've gone to, you know, feed the homeless, if you've, um, if you've done, I, I don't know, a list of all these volunteers, charities, if you've done all kinds of good things in your eyes, but yet you don't have Christ, it's worth nothing. Mm -hmm. It's worth nothing. It's absolutely worth nothing. So, um, I think we pretty much like kind of really, really, really put that out there mm-hmm. on how we are not good. And the only way to be good, I guess you could say, or do things of good worth or things good in the sight of God is to have that relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And that is to believe in him and not that we can do it, but he gives that to us. He gives us the ability to believe in him and truly if right now you're listening to this and you're just like, well, how can I believe? Um, why don't you just talk to him? He knows the sincerest prayers of the heart. He knows the motives of the heart. He mm-hmm. knows what gen- the genuity of the heart is and where one, one, someone wants to really know who he is. Say, Lord, if you're really there, I want to know you. Like, just speak that out. Just ask him for that. Um, but please, Nastasia. I would really appreciate it if you give the good news. Yes. (laughs) So we talked about how God is so holy and so righteous and so just that he cannot look at sin and just accept it. Um, He has given everybody mercy that he does not carry out his just punishment 
on us instantaneously. Instead, he allows us the mercy of living here um, in all of creation that he has made. Um, and yet, because he is just so holy, there's really no hope in any of our works. We cannot say any of that. And so after touching on all of that, it's like, well, what, what can I do? I can, you're saying I can't do anything, so what's the point then? I may as well just live it up while I'm here kind of thing. I know. But the thing is, is God is holy, God is righteous, God is just, but God is also loving. And so what has he done for guilty sinners, mm -hmm. sinners who he looks upon and cannot accept and allow to just enter his holy kingdom because of their sin? Has he completely turned away from them? Has he completely said, forget it, I'm just going to wait this out until you guys are all done for? No, instead he is patient because he desires that none should perish. Well, how can you escape perishing? Yeah. Because of Jesus Christ and the finished work. Because he, though being equal with God, didn't see it as, you know, any issue to be equal with God. And yet he humbled himself. Mm -hmm. He became human. And he came down and did what we couldn't do. He lived a perfect life before God. And he fulfilled God's will, which was to save us. Because justice means there needs to be punishment for the crime. There needs to be that atonement. And so what Christ did was he said, was, was he said I will bear the wrath of God in our place. Yes. And so he went to the cross, being beaten, humiliated, and brutally killed on the cross, taking on the full wrath of God of sin in our place. And having done so, he declares, it is finished before he, he gives up his spirit and he dies. But then, to show mm -hmm. God's glory and power, it doesn't end there. <laughs> on the third day, he, Jesus Christ, rises from the dead and is witnessed by hundreds of people. And, have, and with this having done so, it declares that those who believe in Christ, that he rose from that third day and profess him as their Lord, yes. Lord over them, that they can be saved. Mm. And it is all because of God and Jesus Christ, our Savior, that we can be saved. And so we need to throw ourselves upon Jesus. Him and call out to Him and seek Him, knowing we shall find. Because without Christ, what can we do? The answer is nothing. nothing. But with Christ, we have everything. It is not you're lacking something. You have everything here, but you're lacking something. It's no. Without Christ, all of this supposed treasure, all of the supposed deeds, all, everything, we all know the wages of sin is death. There is death around. It'll come to an end one way or another. Your wealth will go to somebody else. However, when your treasure is in heaven, where Christ is, where there is not eternal punishment, for those who have sinned and turned away and rejected his son, but rather eternal life yes. for those who have clinged to the son and accepted his grace, there is that hope, the treasure that will not perish. And, um, yes. <laughs> the hope of eternal glory. Yeah. To live eternity with him. And, and so, real quick, just like you have, it's, it's either you have Christ or you have nothing. It's kind of that similar idea. Either yep. you're saved by the gospel and nothing else. Mm -hmm. Like the gospel plus yes. nothing. Christ plus nothing. There's nothing that can be added that's greater than Christ. Right. So, so there's really only two options. It's either you believe that gospel or you don't. And when you don't, there is judgment that is coming and there are two judgments mm -hmm. that will be had and one is the bema seat and the other one is the great white throne judgment and the bema seat is for us christians that are true followers of jesus christ and have believed the gospel and believe it um 
and our works will be judged. Basically the motives. They will be judged, but yet we still have a place in heaven. And Nastasia and I talk about this scripture so much because it really just hits home in a way of how many people are we surrounded that claim Christ or say they've done this or that in Christ's name, and yet when they reach up there, is God going to say, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. Your hearts were far from me. You know, I never knew you. Your hearts were far from me. I may have butchered that slightly, but that's what I'm trying to say. And I can't think of the actual reference right now, but I believe it's in Matthew. And um, basically, he's going to say that. Some Christians will go up and say, Lord, Lord, we've cast out demons in your name or we've healed in your name. And he's going to say, no, you know, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. Um, your hearts were far from me. I never knew you. He's just going to be like, no. And he's going to toss you into the lake of fire. And the lake of fire does exist. It really does. Mm -hmm. It's a place called hell. And there is nothing you could possibly do from here to... It says when um, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord, period. That's mm -hmm. it. There's no middle ground. So for those that believe in purgatory or believe in some sort of limbo or some sort of little area of patiently waiting or suffering to redeem yourself or basically absolve yourself of your sins or these things, that is not biblical. There's no such thing as a place like that in the Bible. It's simply absent from the body to be present with the Lord. Mm -hmm. As soon as you die, you're there and you're being judged. So I mentioned the Bema Seat, which is where Christians will be judged. Their works, their motives will be judged. But then there's the great white throne judgment. And that is going to be where those that completely denied Christ, refused him, rejected him, said he didn't believe, mm -hmm. denied that gospel that may have been spoken to them, that's where that judgment will come. And clearly, your destination is that lake of fire, mm -hmm. is hell. So there are only two options when it comes to this. Either you believe or you choose not to. And like Mastasia made mention is, you can live it up all you want down here, but there is an afterlife. Mm -hmm. And that afterlife is eternity. And it's whether you choose, you want to spend eternity in heaven with God, <laughs> with Jesus Christ, you know, worshiping him, loving him, um, being given your crown of glory, the treasure that he has, that mansion that he talks about, that he has for you. He has prepared a place for us beforehand. Or do you want to spend eternity in hell with suffering, with gnashing of teeth, with completely... I don't even know, somebody has made comments where there's like different levels of hell and just the differentiations of uh, the suffering, the amounts of suffering, but basically all of it just sounds horrific and tormenting and my heart breaks and I start to get emotional when I start to think about people that I know that don't know Christ and that they would want to spend that time there. It is really sad to imagine that, and I would really hope that they would consider and really want to believe in Jesus Christ and not have an eternity in a place like that where you would just suffer, tormented, for the rest of eternity. That is so hard to even speak right now or even to say it, and I'm not going to apologize for my emotional breakdowns that I have at times because it's hard. It's hard to imagine that somebody would want that instead of a beautiful eternity with Christ in his kingdom and reigning with him. Um, so I don't know, Mastasia, if you wanted to add something to that. Uh, I don't know. I think it's unfortunate because there's probably a lot of people who want to go to heaven, but they don't want God to be there. Mm -hmm. And they can only, yeah, they can true. only go there's no way to be in heaven without God. No way. And there's no way to get there without God. <laughs> so, yeah. um, yeah, it's, it's just something that 
we would hope wouldn't be taken lightly. But we know that it is just for us to proclaim it, and God will do the work and do the rest. And so um, just trust in Christ. You know, don't trust in works because, you know, in that whole thing, Lord, Lord, we did this, we did this, we did this, but then they were told to depart. It's not about works. Do you have a relationship with the Lord? Is he doing that work in you? Because, yes, you'll bear fruit, but it's not about trying to... uh, you can't make a counterfeit fruit. No. No. God is going to know the difference. Yeah. <laughs> so either you, and we can't bear fruit apart from Christ. And so either you abide in Christ and you bear fruit because of him all to his glory, or you don't, but you try to force it and fake the fruit. And everybody else might be fooled, but Christ won't. And so... Um, and then also, you know, turn from idols, from false gods, from things that you claim will be able to save you, but only God can save. Yeah. It is only through Christ. And so um, that is just the main thing. We just talk about all these other things because it's not as though we want to condemn, but if you reject the Son, you stand condemned already. Pretty much. Yeah. And so... Uh, it's a it's a big matter. It's truly life or death. It is. And so that is why we want to talk about the gospel plus nothing. Because Christ has done it all. And that is hope. That is glorious. It is amazing. And, um, you know, those who turn away from that because of, you know, idols or misconceptions and things, deception and all that kind of stuff, it's truly more than unfortunate um and so we don't want to belittle it um and we are imperfect but christ is perfect is perfect so uh yeah even yeah so just if anything if if you're kind of on the fence i would say read the gospels in scripture in the new testament matthew mark luke and john read them you know, if, if you're like, I don't know about these two youngins or whatever, you know, like, go ahead and go to scripture. <laughs> Hear it from yeah. God. Yeah. And um, may you be renewed. May you be transformed. May you be saved. May you be saved. And so, uh, I don't know, this, the, the direction of this, this video might seem a little different because usually we're like, brothers, sisters, and we're all just talking and all that kind of stuff, but um, because it's about the gospel, and while fellow brothers and sisters in Christ need that reminder of God's love in the gospel, I believe we did speak um, in a way as, uh, you know, we want to share the gospel, and so for any who have been listening who aren't saved, or have been, you know, really struggling in certain things, that's kind of how we directed it you know yes it was it was really more for those that do not know are on the fence Mm -hmm. or confused are rejecting him um don't want to believe in him maybe are angry with him or Mm -hmm. whatever it is is that we just truly want you to know that that is simply the gospel and if you're being told anything else reject that Mm -hmm. completely reject it because there is nothing that needs to be added to it. There's mm-hmm. nothing that needs to be taken away from it. It is pretty clear and simple, and it will do what it was intended to do. Like he said, his mm-hmm. word will never return void. And so there's no need to add anything to it. There's no need to remove anything from it. It's perfect as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so we only have a little bit of time left, but I do want to have a little random fact about Mastasia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even though she kind of shared a few things, but still, though. Please. Okay. Uh, so, we'll go ahead and play the jingle. Bear with us, it'll be in editing. We know it's seven seconds long, so. Let's play the jingle. Okay. <laughs> Random facts about Mastasia. <laughs> okay. Yes. So, um, I was actually talking about this, uh, 
with Amanda and I was like, hey, I think I have my random fact for the day, uh, as we were yeah. like, you know, getting ready to film and everything like that. And so, okay, I understand people do this and I'm not trying to be like, oh, you're terrible for doing that. <laughs> it's just, it's more so something that as I explain it, it's that the way that I feel is that way some people feel when they're really really hot and it's really hot out and then somebody walks in with a jacket on and you're just like ah take it off you're making me even hotter just having to see you in that you know um and so it's not to say like oh how dare they wear a jacket it's Mm -hmm. just it's that feeling you get when you're just like "Ah." and so I get that feeling when uh somebody who's just washed their hair and then kind of dried it but not really and then they put on their pajamas (laughs) and they put on their clothes and they come out and you just Um, see like their hair just like dripping and just like going onto their clothes and everything and I'm just like (laughs) I don't like it and especially if it's like I can feel it and it's just like clingy and I think it just weirds me out because I'm like I'm supposed to be dry (laughs) right yeah and it's not like I don't even really blow dry my hair so it's not like, you know, you can't have wet hair. It's just when it's just dripping and just soaking up your clothes. And it's like, why did you use a towel then? Like, if you're just going <laughs> to like, let everything get wet again. Like, wow. Um, you're really breaking it down. <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway, so, like, you know, when I, even when I was little, you know, my mom would, like, be doing my hair. And she'd, like, go to wet it because it gets floofy. It needs to get a little damp at times. And so she'd go to wet it and she'd, like, wet her hands and then bring it up and it would just drip. And I'd be like, <laughs> like, she's a magnet and we're, like, repelling each other. I'm like, no. So, oh, my gosh. Yeah, anyways. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Anastasia. Thank you for letting us know that really random, random fact. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So we'll just go ahead and play my jingle. Yes. Question time with Amanda. <laughs> you might cry. Okay, we're still just not used to these jingles yet, but we'll eventually, maybe one day, yeah. get used to them. Okay, so question time. <laughs> Yay, question time. Hopefully it doesn't make you cry, but if it does, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hopefully okay, get tears. Yeah. Hopefully get tears. Um, yeah, it's just something that you go to the Lord with and mm-hmm. just ask these questions and see what comes of it being your word and see what he obviously illuminates for you and um so number one what gospel do you believe in number two (laughs) number two um have you spoken or given the gospel have you preached the gospel and number three (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> She's doing it too. Yay! Number three. Um, the gospel. Do you think it is important that that is incredibly important right now to be telling people about the one true gospel? Examine your hearts. See where that's at. Because that should be one of our greatest and most urgent yeah urgent desire is to be proclaiming the gospel the Mm -hmm. one true gospel of jesus christ Mm -hmm. so yeah those are my three questions (laughs) and we have gone a lot um over time so (laughs) (laughs) well it it happens from time to time it does okay it does and it it, will not always, but... Not always, but yes. It, it happens. It'll probably happen in the future again, too, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, let us uh, close out in prayer. And, um, yeah. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this time that you have given us. Thank you so much for your precious word, the gospel. Lord, I pray that anybody that is listening to this, that, Lord, they truly come to believe that, Father, you are the one that gives them that ability, that many are saved through just hearing and acknowledging the truth of your gospel. Father, um, I pray that you continue to do that work, that you continue to work in the lives and hearts for you desire that no one should perish. Father, I pray that every person that needs to hear this, that every person, if not through us, Lord, but that if they're out there in the world and um, just encountering different things, that they completely reject the lies that are being imposed into the gospel, but that they hear that one true one that is biblical and only one that is biblical. 
Father, we thank you so much for this ability to even speak it forth, to um, have this desire in our hearts to proclaim your name, to proclaim your name, Jesus, and just how wonderful you are, and just the truth of what your word says. Thank you, Father, for what you have implanted within us, for the Holy Spirit that allows us to walk in this. And I pray that those that seek out answers through those questions, that you give it to them so freely because you say we have not because we ask not. So Lord, for those that request to know the truth and seek that wisdom that you provided to them so greatly. We thank you so much that you're the same yesterday, today, and forever, that you never change, that you remain consistent, and that your words are promises that we can fully stand on and proclaim and knowing that, Lord, it never returns void. So Father, thank you so much again. We love you. We commit all of this to you. Father, may you receive all the glory. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So thank you so much. Thank you for being with us. Again, if we have links, we probably will. We will find places to put it wherever we can. And please comment, share, like. Keep us in your prayers as we keep all of you in our prayers. And once again, hope that you check in us or hope that you listen to us next time. Um, Bye. Bye. <laughs>